guy that's uh, he's always there when I need him. He can plug his little thing into the computer all the time. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode 12, and uh, thank you for joining us. We are joined by Mr. Chad Viss. Go Vikings. Suck. And B-Nob, Brian North. Go Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> Who likes the Vikings? Brian named, yeah. Well, uh, you do, obviously. I just heard you say go Vikings. Um, where are the Vikings located? Oh, my me, goodness. <laughs> Minnesota, buddy. Uh, is that in Norway? Yeah. I'm, I... <laughs> yep. They have the axes and the the little horns on their helmets. Who's your football team, B Dob? Um, the Giants, I guess. I just got to claim any New York team. The Giants. Right. What about you, Brian? Uh, I'm wearing the hat. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they still play football. They do. It they won. Exists. Beat the Falcons. Oh. Oh. They did. They played real well this last week. They did. A year or two ago, they probably would have lost that game. So, um, <laughs> did the Vikings win? They did. No. Oh, all right. Who they play? They play Tennessee. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll see who uh, who has the best record. The, the Giants lost, didn't they? I thought they win or lose. Yeah, they did lose. They yeah, lose. I think they did lose. So, uh, way to go, Binab. You picked the losing team. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for episode twelve. We um, we uh, as always have some news for you. Um, some Rogue One news we'll talk about. We got some episode eight news. We got some Rebels um, news we'll discuss. We have a character spotlight for you. We got um, our new segment, interesting indeed. With B knob, mm. um, and then uh, we'll have our question of the day, and then we'll see what else comes up. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, buddy? Buddy, buddy. All right. So, um, so some big news in Star Wars Rogue One, um, and I don't know if you guys, oh, you guys should have seen this. I gave you the outline for once. Um, hey! Hey-o! Um, Star Wars Rogue One replaces its composer. So, um, Alexandre Desplat was originally slated to compose the music for the new uh, Star Wars Rogue One movie. Um, but then, after the reshoots, they decided to go with a new composer. And that new composer is Michael... Giacchino, and I probably pronounced Giacchino. that wrong. So, uh, I love watching Brian try to pronounce the... Uh, I'm terrible at, at all names. <laughs> These guys' names. Um, so uh, this story comes from The Hollywood Reporter, and um, and it says, Rogue One is a Star Wars story. The first standalone movie in Star Wars franchise will be whistling a new tune. Michael You almost said whistling, didn't you? <laughs> no, I got I got it. Michael <laughs> Giacchino, the composer behind such films as the Star War, <laughs> Star Trek reboot and Pixar movies ranging from uh, The Incredibles and Inside Out will score the upcoming pick stepping in for Alexandre Desplat who was originally slated to work on the movie. The recent reshoots are behind the switch according to sources. And then um, we all know Star Wars underwent extensive reshoots this summer. 
that saw writer Tony Gilroy take on a filmmaker role during the shoot and the post-production process as Disney and Lucasfilm sought to clarify story and tonal issues for the pick that is set to open December 16th. Um, says, but the reshoots also altered the scoring calendar for Des Platt, who won the Oscar for the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, he said it was he was no longer available due to the reshoots. Disney and Lucasfilm then turned to Giacchino, who has a long relationship with the studio and its various divisions. Um, so again, he's done work on Incredibles, uh, Ratatouille, Up, Cars 2, Inside Out, um, Sky High, John Carter, Tomorrowland. A lot of movies there that, uh... Did he do Jurassic World? I don't know. Pretty yeah, sure he so, did Jurassic uh, So actually, I, I looked up, um... So Alexander Desplat, the, uh, one who was replaced, he is known for, I'm just going to name the ones you might uh, be familiar with, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, terrible movie, I hated it. I actually uh, really wow. liked that movie. I hated it. It was the dumbest movie ever. Mm, yes. Chad? It wasn't the dumbest movie ever. It was It was alright. Best part. I didn't love it, but it was good. Best part was when he died. <laughs> that is a great, that is a great yeah. movie. Let the record show that that is, a, that, that, is a gr- that is a good movie. I will fight for that movie to the day that I die. <laughs> Throw down. Okay. All right, um, Fantastic Mixer, Fox, <clears throat> King, excuse me, King's Speech, Argo. Argo was a very good movie, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you should see it because there's a lot of uh, Star Wars toys <laughs> that uh, show up in the movie, which is kind of cool. And obviously, they uh, use the um, a Star Wars type movie. Um, the of they're going to go film this movie to get into um, Iran. But anyway. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I did not see that movie. That was real weird. Um, Imitation Game. Um, let's see. So he did music for some movies. He did. um, uh, None of those movies that I can remember. Oh, here we go. He did Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. There you go, B-Nob. Okay. And I I may have known that movie. Uh, he did, uh, Zero Dark (laughs) Thirty. So he's done a lot. And he did a bunch but of that's the guy that's bunch not of French doing girls. it. Yeah, no. so a bunch of French girls. A okay, bunch of, besides <laughs> a bunch Harry of Potter, films. okay, which which is pretty much just adding on to adding on to whatever John Williams ding, already did, ding, which he ding, would already do in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. But um, all right, so let's move on to the next. So then, composer here. our guy, our new guy, Michael Giacchino. Did uh, man a lot that I'd never heard of. Um, the Incredibles, Sky High, Muppets, Wizard of, of Oz. Well, I've heard of those, but oh. okay, I'll just read them all. <gasps> no, no, okay. don't do that. Um, don't do that. Family Stone, uh, Mission Impossible Three, which was a J.J. Abrams uh, movie. Uh, Ratatouille, Cloverfield, Speed Racer, Star Trek, J.J. Mm. Abrams. Up, Land of the Lost, Earth Days, Let Me In. Some good ones in there. Cars 2, Super 8, J.J. Abrams. Um, so I think we see the connection. Monte Carlo, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, John Carter, which, by the way, I actually liked John Carter. Okay. I'm sorry, okay. I did. You can't say that Benjamin Button was the worst movie ever and then say you liked John Carter, because John Carter, I liked not it. that good. I thought it was all right. Not that good. It was a good ending. Uh, I like the ending. 
Star Trek Into wow. Darkness, J.J. Abrams. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, so actually, he has a lot in here that I have uh, seen. What's the most he, recent? He did uh, Jurassic Trek, World. Right? Oh, he did do Jurassic um, World too. He did Star Trek Beyond, um, which J. was J. not. Abrams. No, that one was not. No. He is doing Doctor Strange. Um, he's also doing the Book of Henry. That's not out yet. Don't know what that is. He's doing the War for the Planet of the Apes, and he is doing the Incredibles too. And he's done a ton of work on video games. Um, cool. Which I really like is. this guy. Yeah. So, uh, so it definitely has a J.J. Abrams connection, whereas uh, our other guy Alexandre did not. So, you would think with the reshoots, um, and uh, well, the. The guy's schedule, since well, they had to delay well, it, he couldn't do it anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. That's what they're saying. That makes sense. Sure. That's what they're saying. So Michael <laughs> Giacchino, so his, his uh, Twitter says, uh, I'll, I'll read two tweets. Uh, Thanks for all the great at Twitter shout outs regarding a ro- at Rogue One movie. Thrilled. Are you really saying the at sign yeah. as at? Can I not say that? I mean, I'm sorry. sure. Thrilled to be a part of the Star Wars family. <laughs> Also, so this is his newest one. Also, want to say I love Alexander Desplat's work and was looking forward to his score. It's a crazy biz, but sometimes schedules just clash. So makes sense. Yeah, I still. So do you do you think so? Our our score is done post movie. Like the guy is not sitting working on it and trying to work it in. You know, while they're doing the shooting, it doesn't happen until the edit process. Is that how it works? I don't know how movies work. Haven't you seen The Holiday with Jack Black? He's composing it while watching the movie. Yeah, I think mm. usually the movie's done. Uh, not done. It's not. It's not a final edit. Final, but it's. I mean, they, it's, it's put together. Yeah, because they'll make they'll have music for you know all the deleted scenes and everything else. So sure. Um, okay. Interesting. Right, and didn't you watch any of the special features in Star Wars where they have like John Williams and the orchestra playing while the movie's well, playing? Well, yeah, I did. But again, that's he's a lot of his music was already done, or some of it was done beforehand. But yeah, no, it, that makes sense. Wouldn't you guys well, love sometimes, to watch the though, movie with a live with a live band or orchestra? Live, yeah, that'd be live orchestra. That'd be awesome. Um, you know, a lot of times, obviously, the the director. Um, will tell the composer, hey, this is the mood I want. This is the, mm-hmm. you know, for this character, I want this type of mood, this character, you know, so he works a lot of that in. But, I don't know, it's pretty interesting. I think um, it's it's no coincidence that he's, uh, you know, heavily uh, connected to J.J. Abrams. So because of that connection, I don't buy the scheduling conflict. But J.J. Abrams isn't doing Rogue One. How do you know they didn't call them in to consult? They're doing these massive reshoots. Um, obviously, there are some issues. That? No, they're not going to say that because they want to, you know, it's all politics. Hmm. Okay. It's a cult, Chad. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think uh, massive reshoots, they weren't happy with it. Um, so they had to do these massive reshoots. I'm sure J.J. Abrams came in as a consultant and, um, uh, you know, I don't know that he recommended this guy, but this guy was heavily connected to J.J. J. Abrams, which, you know, 
that's just too much too much of a connection there to uh just be scheduling conflicts in my opinion mm. conspiracy theories yeah but i'm okay with it i mean you know whatever it's, yeah right. as long I think as they the got movie's an upgrade, good to be honest in my own opinion i think they got an upgrade so even though your guy did harry potter even though he did harry potter he only did deathly hollows part two which they split it up between the two movies, so obviously they were kind of got their hands full because I think they filmed that at the same time, part one and part two. So I think they kind of switched. If I'm if I remember right, they switched up the duties a little bit in terms of certain things. That's why I think that the composer Duty. changed. <laughs> Did you know that B Nob was on Jimmy Fallon? You know, I've heard this alluded to, but yeah. I don't think I've heard the story yet. As a huge Harry Potter fan, he's a celebrity. I'd play the audio, but it's so uh, it's, the audio is pretty hard to to understand. Maybe one day we'll we'll cue it up though. Uh, Late night TV star. That's right. Right. How well, was Jimmy? How was meeting Jimmy? Benam, tell us. It was great. He's very friendly. So friendlier than you, Brian. <laughs> okay. All right. In your so. face. We were just we were just speaking before the you know they're calling me a nerd here they're calling me out but we we're just speaking before the podcast tonight of how you know we all us three men are kind of different type of nerds you know I'm I'm just a kind of standard you know I like my Harry Potter I like my Star Wars Brian is a little bit of a closet nerd where people like from from <laughs> where they see him they don't really know that he's this huge Star Wars dork you know unless they show up somewhere. Huh. So he's a little ashamed, probably I think a little bit. Uh, you know. I'm not ashamed. I just you know, you know you know he gets those secret packages from Chad in the mail. <laughs> you know that he hides away from people. You know that uh-huh. and then people like see him reading this comic. And then Chad, on the other hand, yeah, is the pinnacle. He is the uber nerd. Yeah, I, as, I'm afraid for as, people to know. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but one of my favorite videos is um, Triumph the the uh, comic dog. Oh, yeah, at the yeah. at the at the Attack of the Clones premiere. Okay, have you guys ever seen that? Yeah, I probably I, have I, at I some know point. What you say the the Lord of the Rings guy, and he's like, "You're an Uber nerd." <laughs> <laughs> right, they do like Lord of the Rings guy, but he he goes. If you guys have a chance, look it up. Triumph <laughs> the comic com, uh, the comic dog at the Attack of the Clones premiere, making fun of these guys. Dressed up in the costumes and Darth Vader, I can imagine playing Star yeah. Wars Stratego, acting out scenes, and he is just—he totally rails on these guys. If you're a Star Wars fan and you like other people making fun of crazy Star Wars fans, please go watch it. Look it up. So, so, so are you saying there's something wrong with those fans, Beanob? The um, cosplayers. <laughs> just the silence. Wow, <laughs> that's probably our listener base. Yeah. The... No, I'm saying that maybe uh, you know. I mean, I, people are like getting married, dressed as like a you know a Jedi. I, I don't really think I'd go that far. <laughs> huh? Well, you're just... if you had lightsabers, right? You know how the groomsmen hold right. the light, the swords up. You know, I mean, you walk underneath okay. them if they're all lightsabers. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a parent yet. You know, maybe, hopefully not for a very... Do you have an announcement no, to make? No, <laughs> no but you, you two are fathers. Would you dress up your children and drag them places in costumes? If they wanted to be. 
Um, <laughs> how do you mean though? What do you mean? Like at a star, like if I'm going to a Star Wars movie, yeah. If he wants to wear like a Jedi outfit, that's cool. But if yeah. we're just like going to the grocery store, <laughs> you know, there has still to, wants yeah, to? there has to be uh, a reason for it, you know. Right. So, um, just watch the video. You'll see that there's a whole different level. Okay, <laughs> whole nother level. So, All it, right, it's well, it's beyond it's it's they're light years past Chad. Yeah. Um, moving right along, uh, Riz Ahmed says Rogue One will be edgier than previous Star Wars films. So, um, this comes from... What does that mean, edgier? Well, yeah, define edgier. This comes... I'm helping you segue! This comes from a uh, release in an interview with the rap, um... Says Riz Ahmed said the film is edgier than the previous films in the franchise. The film is about complex characters and loyalties and murky pasts. The actor said in an interview with the rap about his new movie, um, the film is a little edgier with people making these huge compromises. History isn't always clear. That's, that's all we get. So he plays. Um, Neither is that sense. He <laughs> plays. Uh, yeah, he plays Bodhi, um, as we all know in the new Rogue One movie. Um, but there you go. It is edgier. And we keep so hearing that Rogue edgier. One. You know, they they want it to be different, um, have a different feel than the trilogy. Um, so it won't be a space opera. It's we all obviously we've talked about it being more of a war film, right? So is that what he means by edgier? More, more not action, but more, you know, characters involved in war and how they respond and things of that nature, and just their their personalities maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it it could be edgier in the fact of the the amount of violence, perhaps, or than and also the um, you know, the the character or the lack thereof um, of the the actual characters, you know, in other words, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe they're doing some, you know, some, uh, things that we wouldn't, you know, agree with, but when you're in a wartime, you know, people, people do things, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Right. Who knows? Gotta stay warm somehow. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's your rogue one news. You get, right. Um, before I move on to some more news, did you guys hear anything else <clears throat> on rogue one? It's le- it's ninety days away. Good job with the math. I appreciate that. Um, hey, that's that's a little, that's close. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's exciting. December. Uh, I heard some Rogue One news. Um, if you want to see the movie a little earlier, or some a Rogue One movie, um, Hasbro's coming out with these um, little animation movies well not kind of stop go animation with uh the new action figure line called go rogue um yeah. so they have that coming out which is pretty interesting so if you're looking to catch the movie kind of a sweeted sweeted version of the movie using hasbro action figures stop go animation and check out <laughs> go rogue <laughs> um well yeah but the go rogue thing it's not like the uh it's just a parody right Sort of. I think it's like a little fun way to release a new toy line. Yeah, it's not like because Star Wars not scene for story. scene of the movie. Yeah. Right. Because Star Wars is all about that merchandise. That's right. 
All right, some Episode 8 news. Adam Driver talks Star Wars Episode 8, compares uh, compares Episode 8 to The Empire Strikes Back. Um, now, see, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So um, this was from an interview with Collider. So Adam Driver opened up on his views concerning Ryan Johnson's script and directing, as well as his feelings about Star Wars Episode 8. Uh, it. <laughs> Star Wars Episode, episode 8. It. Um, <laughs> Star Wars episode eight is that like a Star Wars uh, horror movie coming out? Yep. Yep. Um, so Cinema Blend has said that Driver's comments are encouraging for those who loved Force Awakens, as well as those who did not. Um, <laughs> so everybody. Yeah. So you know, and I think I had a, another uh, thing here I wanted to read. All right. So, so here we go. He says. Um, it's similar to how the Empire Strikes Back has a different tone. For that, for that, people always go, oh, it's dark. But I don't know that it necessarily is. It's just different in tone in a way that I think is great and necessary, but also very clear. Driver also says writer and director Ryan Johnson trusts his audience is ready for nuance and ambiguity. And he is not dump, dumbing anything down. He also praised Johnson's writing and directing. Uh, Ryan is coming into something that we kind of set up, and he just took it to the next level in a really great way. Ryan's writing is so clear. I learned a lot of things about my character through his writing. Um, hmm. That was basically it. But uh, So it, he's not saying this is going to be like people you know, said that Episode 7 was basically Episode 4 redone. That's not what he's saying, is that... Episode eight's going to be a I think it's just re- the fact that, like, you know, you had a new different hope, tone. Yeah, and and up and uh, Empire was dark, and it was a different tone from A New Hope. So, you know, the bad guys are winning. Sure, and you could think, you know, a lot of people thought Force Awakens was dark. So, you know, maybe this, you know, the new tone mm-hmm. with this would not be as dark as, uh, you know, Force Awakens, which means Luke Skywalker wouldn't die. Because that would be wow, very dark. Whatever way you can turn it to make it be that, huh? Right, yeah, because he doesn't die. Doesn't die. I like the bit that he says that, that he learned a lot about his character through the writing, because hopefully that means we'll also learn some about Kylo Ren's character. Right, that's what I hope. So, every day. <laughs> er day. So there you go. Um, and then we have some Rebels news. Uh Doctor Who star Tom Baker is a force in Star Wars Rebels. Um, so this he will be playing a new character um, in Star Wars Rebels. He will be playing the Bendu. And if you've seen the Rebels trailer, you see the Bendu. Kind of a big... Uh, is he like a rock creature? I don't know what he is exactly. Yeah, so it looks like rock monster. Um <laughs> So I'm going to read a little bit of this to you, this quick interview, and um, because, again, this is canon, and uh, the Bendu is heavily connected to the Force. So um, our Jedi hero, Kanan, is going to meet the powerful Bendu in, um, in the Rebels Season 3. Um, so a little bit about Tom Baker. He, uh, he's in Doctor Who. Um, but he's a fourth doctor. Yeah, are you a big Doctor Who guy, Chad? Not, not really. But I, I know the the topical, like the cursory stuff. Um, 
there's a ton to get into, but I just know enough to to know what it is, but that's about it. Right. So he would be, you know, um, an uber nerd god at this point if he's been Doctor Who and now he's a uh, a Star Wars character. So yeah, uh, he has he may have plateaued at this point now. Can he go any higher? I don't know. Okay, so um, the Bendu. The Bendu is neither a brave Jedi or an evil Sith, but he is still strong in the Force. And in the new episodes, he becomes important in the journey of Kanan. Um, and we know who Kanan is. Um, the one great thing for Baker about the Doctor and Bendu, they are both all-powerful, says the British actor. Boy, that guy's old. Is that what he looks like? Is he an old guy, Chad? Have you seen his picture? Yeah, he's the fourth Doctor. They're on Doctor 12, so I mean... The doctors are always... Oh, I got you. He was the fourth, so they're on 12 of them. Yeah. I'm not up on my Doctor Who He was Doctor Who in the late 60s, early 70s. Good gravy. So, I think he's 80-something right now. Yeah, there you go. Some uh, From 74 (laughs) to 81. Okay, late 70s and 80s. I was one years old in his last reign of the, uh, the Doctor. One years. One year old. One years old. Yes. All right, so Q&A time for uh, the good doctor. What does the Bendu add to the Star Wars saga? He says, the Bendu is described as a life force, which is something we haven't really seen before in Star Wars. He's not the dark side or the light. He's something greater. I'm quite flattered that uh, um, Dave Filoni, Filoni. Filoni. I can never say his name either. Fancied me as a life force at age 82. What makes the biggest appeal for playing the Bendu? <clears throat> Read it in the 82-year-old's voice. It has all to do... <laughs> wow. <clears throat> it has all to do with the inexplicable power. I had a very religious upbringing, believing in angels, devils, divine forces, and other worlds. So when it comes to playing a life force like Bendu, I can easily embrace in my imagination all those thoughts I have from my past. My fate mm. is guided, of course, by the script writers, but I try to record on days when I believe in fabulous forces. Sorry. <laughs> hey. Anytime you see fabulous, it just you like you feel like you have to read it that way. <clears throat> yeah, no. Yeah, I do that in my, in my meetings at work and everything. Um, oh, really? No, I, I need to. Need some of those tapes. <clears throat> the Bendu helps Kanan get his groove back. Do you what? see him as a Yoda-like mentor figure? The big characters uh, in these series appear to be making decisions, but it depends on the writers giving you good, powerful scenes. These e- these adventures of, uh, of the Doctor and Bendu are followed and loved by people who dream. Dreaming is so important because anything can happen. It has nothing to do with physics or logic. It's like religious faith. So he's going to help. Is he going to help Kanan get his sight back, or is Kanan just blind now? I hope not. I kind of hope, to... hope they leave him blind. Because to me, like, if you're a blind Jedi, like, that's even more impressive. Right. Well, Chirrut's not a Jedi, though. As far as we know, he's not a Jedi. He's just Force We've not seen the movie, Brian. Like, they would tell us that. Oh, we do know he dies. Well, that's true. Thanks. Oh, a big gun. A yeah. really big gun. Thanks to Burrs. Burrs. Yeah, this guy die. Uh, <laughs> did they tell you anything about the character that most helped your portrayal? No one except Dave would tell me anything because it was so secret. I didn't know much about Doctor Who when I got that role either. 
When I set out to do a part, I don't know what's going what it's going to do to me. You hope and try to absorb everything around you and let it drift through you. Um, and he talks about Doctor Who. So he's a giant rock creature that has yeah. the Force abilities. Like he's an, you know that I would if he's be the only one, or if it's an alien race or what. That would be a good uh, character spotlight for us. Is I like I wonder too is the Bendu part of the. Um, expanded universe that's a good question or is it it was it created for this for the rebels specifically you know right so um i think we definitely need to uh to search that out duly noted b now how you feel about the bendu you seem pretty jazzed over there keep thinking about galaxy quest that's all i'm thinking of is that rock thing you guys remember galaxy quest with tim allen Yeah, I mean... I think I saw parts of it. Talk about bad movies. It's a great movie. Okay. But anyway, that rock creature that they have to... That those little weird cannibalistic children alien... Aquatic children alien summon. What what words are you saying right now? I'm trying to come up with... (laughs) I'm trying to describe them. Alien children need to eat too, Okay. Alien children, cannibalistic people. Uh, I'm trying to think of the chant that they had to tr- to summon this rock. I can't remember. Hmm. All right, so I got I got one more for you. But first, I want to see if you guys can recognize this uh, voice. It's going to be a 35 second commercial. Listen to the entire commercial before you give your guess, and. Uh, then we'll talk about uh, why I played it. The world moves fast, but change isn't always a good thing when you got it right the first time around. That's why I turned to the great taste of Colt 45. It's the same bold classic it's always been, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Yeah. Colt 45. Because sometimes a true original doesn't need to change a thing. It works every time. Are we sponsored by Colt 45? So what'd you guys, uh, who was that? Does that count Dooku? (laughs) No. No? No. B-Nom? Oh. You got you got a guess, B Nam? B Nam? I don't I don't I don't think he's got a guess. I'm gonna guess um I'm gonna guess um Billy D. Williams. Yes, sir. Did you like Google Colt Forty Five right now or something? No, I did not. That... <laughs> but I, I knew he had that f- a Morgan Freeman type hello, vibe, hello, so I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna sh- uh, take that shot in the dark. Plus, you drink Colt well Forty Five uh, apparently. Don't. Not sponsored. And, uh, not <laughs> not sponsored. But, but I love Billy D. Williams. Uh, yeah. So the reason why I played that clip is uh, he. Um, I guess he used to uh, do commercials for Colt 45 back in the day, and he's obviously doing it again. So that was a recent uh, commercial that he did for them. 
and um, he did an interview uh, about um, doing those commercials. But obviously, with any of these guys that have been in Star Wars, uh, Star Wars came up, and they asked him um, if uh, what he thought about his character and if anybody should uh, play him. Um, so in other words, it said in recent weeks, there's been rumors surrounding the possibility of Donald Glover portraying a younger version of your star Wars character, Lando Calrissian for Han Solo's developing film. Are there any favorites you would consider for the role? He said, I don't know who Donald Glover is, <laughs> but as far as <laughs> I'm awesome. concerned, I would say, uh, they, speaking of the Star Wars producers, should leave that character alone. I don't think you can do any more than what I did with that character. I think I made that character into something very special, and wow. I can't imagine anybody else doing it, to be very frank with you. Um, Jeez. So, he, I'm going to agree uh, with that. I'm going to agree with that statement. Yeah, so, um, and then they asked, if the opportunity presented itself, would you have any interest in reprising your role for a future Star Wars film? He said, yeah. If that's what they want me to do, I would be very happy to do it as an old man. But I don't know if anybody could bring the kind of quality that I brought to any of those characters I played. It's only because I'm not a person who thinks in terms of ethnicity. I think in terms of bringing what is very special about my point of view as an individual. And I think that's probably why those characters worked in a certain way. So that's pretty much all he had to say about uh, that. There is some uh, rumors that he may be in episode eight um so there you go he is against uh recasting he is against a younger version he uh he doesn't care about donald glover and um it's not that he doesn't care he doesn't know who he is doesn't care if he cared he would know but anyway that's kind of interesting um i think there is going to be a uh, Lando in the Han Solo film. Yeah. There has to be. So it's too too bad he doesn't get to make those decisions. Though. Right. So, do um, you guys think he'll be in um, Episode Eight? No. Uh, I doubt it. I would be surprised. I mean, I guess I could see it a little bit just because Han is now dead, and maybe you know he hears and he's like, "Well, hello, Leia." <laughs> Uh, it's a great you free and Friday she's, night. And she's like, hey, Lando. <laughs> Still no chance, buddy. Um, well, I did hear rumors of them properly, um, you know, putting Han Solo at rest. So I, yeah, I, maybe did, he'll be I did see a few funerals. Um, yeah, well, at so first, you, you at know first, all the uh, cronies that come out of the woodwork for funerals. Well, yeah, at first, Carrie Fisher said uh, made a comment about a funeral, and then she kind of backtracked and said there was no funeral scene. But you, yeah, that would make sense that if you're going to show them, that would kind of be the uh, a scene that yeah. would make sense to show them in. Let's see the back of his head and his cape. <laughs> so. Uh, so there you go. That's gonna wrap up what's going on. Let's. What, what about what about the video games? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Good good call, Chad Chadley Viss, um, South Dakota gamer. Um, what Chadley? That's it. Oh. No, I don't care. Um, so Star Wars Battlefront um, is releasing their downloadable content. Um, their newest. Uh, what do you call that, Jack? Like expansion? 
Um, yeah, the DLC. DLC. Downloadable content, yeah. Um, and it is the Death Star. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it looks good. There's a new trailer out. We will have that posted on our Facebook by the time this podcast is up. I watched the trailer. Looks pretty cool. T- Chad, tell me if I'm missing anything because um, I forgot to print the story. But uh, Chewbacca is the hero you can play. Um, for the rebels, for the yep, rebels, for the good side. Um, who's the the villain on the bad side? Bosk. Bosk, the uh, bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Right. Yep. R two D two seems to feature heavily in this. Yeah, uh, he seems to be in it. Yeah, in this um, expansion, um, there's a. Uh, looks like there might be some uh, as far as you know if you're flying um, in the flight missions, uh, some trench. Right, some Death Star trench. Uh, yeah, the way it, the way it looks is that the the map is kind of set up. It's a Death Star map, so you've got a couple different stages. One stage is you're outside of the Death Star in your X-wing and or Tie Fighter, and you have to progress a certain way to where then the next stage is you're actually on board the Death Star, uh, fighting you know with your guns in 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 first person mode or third person mode. Um, and then they also, it looks like there is a trench run of some kind as well. So right. where the bad voice actor for Darth Vader in this game he is bad. says, I have you now. Yeah, does and it's not just, sound like him at it's all. It's real, real bad. Yeah. But yeah, it comes out, uh, September 20th, which is this coming Tuesday, um, uh, depending on when this podcast releases and it's $15 if you don't have the season pass. Um, but if you paid $50 for the season pass, you get it. For free, I did get the season pass. Um, I've As did been I. playing Bespin. Um, I just got it recently, and hmm. uh, yeah, it's been uh, Bespin's was pretty cool. Um, so I imagine the Death Star would be pretty sweet. I do still wish um, that you could land in a hangar bay, get out of your ship, and then go through the level just like the old Battlefront, yeah. um, and vice Maybe versa. Battlefront. Maybe Battlefront Two. Yeah, we'll be able to do that. So, um, so yeah, good. Uh, thanks, Chad, for reminding me there. And then, yeah, that's gonna wrap up. Uh, what's going on? Who's that? Who's he? What are you? I want to hear their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Character spotlight. So uh. it's my job. Oh, <laughs> that's inappropriate. So. <laughs> nope. Don't know what you're talking about. So character I I chose this week. Um, every week where I do it, I ask my son, who should I do this week? And he usually has some real, like this one, he goes, do Ray. I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't, there's not a lot of backstory for Ray. We don't know everything there is to know about Ray yet because she's got two more movies coming out. So, you know, hopefully, um, to learn more about her. So that's difficult to do with someone that's new. Um, so I, I started and decided to do Darth Sidious. A.K.A. Emperor Palpatine, A.K.A. Sheev Palpatine, A.K.A. AKA Michael Scott. Michael Scott. No, he's, (laughs) I don't know. So, uh, we all know a lot about him, I would say. There's probably not a ton that we aren't familiar with, but um, do we know how, do you guys know how old he was when he died? Um... Hmm. 80. Close. Pinab? Okay, let me just... I'm going to put him around 40. 
years old. That's okay. wrong. He was older than 40. Yeah, definitely older than 40. Wrong. Move on. No, 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 no. I know, I know what you're saying. 40 years old when? I'm going to say he's around 50 during The Phantom Menace. Okay. Then I'm going to say then 10 years, so he's 60 in Attack of the Clones. He's 63 in Revenge of the Sith. That would put him at um, 70 in A New Hope. <laughs> Five years later is, is Empire Strikes Back, so I'm going to say 75. Two years later, 77. Well, think, uh, 84. He was born 84 years before the Battle of Yavin and died four years after the Battle of Yavin. 84 years old is how old Darth... Now. Nice. Well done. So he is a human. He's not a, an alien of any kind. He's a Nabooian. Um, he was born on Naboo uh, and was part of a family that was kind of well, well-to-do influential on Naboo obviously you know when we first if you go back to the the Phantom Menace when you first actually are introduced to him he's you know real close with the queen uh, Amidala and that whole entourage there he's an advisor um, and has worked his way into the government on Naboo Um, and according to some of the history that and I don't know how much of its legends and how much of its canon uh, we don't have a ton in print on him before um, you know, uh, the Phantom Menace, but from what I have read, he's, he kind of started in some of the dark, dark side, um, even before that point, obviously we know once he gets into, we open up with the, the Darth Maul and all that, he is full blown Sith Lord at that time. Um, no one knows it obviously, but he has worked the, the system to pit two people or two groups against each other. And has already started his plot to basically take over the galaxy um, as the Sith and rule that way. Um, but he, uh, his, his mentor or his master was Darth Plagueis the Wise, whom he mentions uh, to Anakin. Who is not Snoke. Who is not Snoke. I mean, pro- maybe, probably. He's not. Okay, says Brian. Says me. Um... And he talks to Anakin and tells him how his master learned uh, so much about the dark side. He learned that um, even how to have everlasting life and not not die. Um, and but he also confessed later to Anakin that he had not learned that secret from his master before he killed him, uh, but that he and now Darth Vader would learn those secrets together, um, which obviously did not happen that we're aware of um unless palpatine is snoke wow i can quote all these scenes that you're naming he's not snoke either (laughs) so uh yeah so he he has a lot of behind the scenes things right that's what palpatine did um he was seen as a good guy by the galaxy and reluctantly took power reluctantly set himself up as supreme chancellor reluctantly Air quotes. Yes, very sarcastically, reluctantly. Um, he he tried to turn it down, but obviously Jar Jar Binks made the 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 first motion. He's Snoke. It's... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and thereby the Senate voted uh, for that, and even Amidala 
started that uh, you know that that path by voting for no confidence in the previous chancellor. Um, so a lot of the things he did was behind the scenes, and he didn't fully reveal himself um, until the very end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And by that time, it was too late, and we've talked about that before. Um, but they, with the Sith Temple underneath the Jedi Temple, um, a lot of the clarity of, of thought and everything was clouded for Yoda and everybody, so they didn't see that. Um, but all the things that he did in his life... Uh, from the beginning of the movies and even through some of the books was all in a plan to rule the galaxy as the Sith Lord with an apprentice. And we know he had three apprentices, the first one being Darth Maul. Um, and he runs into Darth Maul even in some of the Clone Wars cartoon and fights him a little bit. Then he sent up uh, Darth Tyrannus, also known as Count, Count Dooku. Dooku. And I almost had Dooku and Maul simultaneously, even though I don't think Dooku was a uh, you know an apprentice or a Darth Lord at that point. Um, and then finally, the the most famous Darth Vader. So everything that he did though from the beginning was just to to rule as a Sith and destroy the Jedi, um, even hijacking the clone army. Um, production and putting in the inhibitor chips with Order 66 put into them. Um, that was all done with him and uh, Count Dooku. Killed the actual Jedi Master that started and actually commissioned, and I think the name is mentioned in Attack of the Clones. What was his uh, name? Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, Sifo-Dyas. But he yeah. did that on his own. He was. He did. Sifo-Dyas had the, a gift of foresight. That was yeah. one of his force powers, and he could see... A great battle coming, and he had told the Jedi High Council that uh, they needed to have an army, and this was the best way to do it. And Windu basically said, "Now your your ideals are way too outrageous. You're no longer on the, the Jedi High Council. He was still a Jedi, but he no longer no longer had a seat on the Council. He went off on his own and commissioned the clones to be built or to be made. Um, and Tyrannus or uh, Count Dooku actually." Hired a group of people to kill him, and then took over overseeing that himself. Is that not one of the worst like names, Tyrannus? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right, like I don't know. And Dooku's not Count Dooku is not much better though. To be honest with you, he was a he was a very wealthy man. Not that we're doing one on Dooku, but you know, as Jedi, they renounce everything. And once he turned from the Jedi Order, because Dooku was on the Jedi Order, or part of the Jedi Order, uh, he went back to the wealth that he had on Serenus, I think is the name. He was Yoda's Padawan. Right. So uh, he had a lot of uh, wealth and influence from where before he was a Jedi. So anyways, so Darth, yeah, Darth Sidious does all these things and, and builds the clone army. And basically creates a war, makes himself the peacekeeper, uh, has the inhibitor chips with Order 66 put into all the clones, uh, which we do know a handful of clones found that chip and dug it out, um, thereby were not uh, churned from that. Um, And then takes over uh, the galaxy eventually. And then we see him ruling the galaxy for quite a long time. Um, But any time as, what's her name? Princess Leia said to Tarkin, I believe, the tighter they 
made their their fist the more fing the more systems slipped through their fingers um and a lot of systems started to rebel against them and the longer they were in power the more i don't know evil they became and just they you know induced slavery and basically just draining worlds dry of the resources they had to to fuel their war machine and their star systems and things like that so eventually uh had a chance to turn luke to the dark side and that became his obsession i think once he realized that luke was out there the son of anakin was out there and i think he saw a replacement for vader finally yeah i think Um, that's ultimately what it was I think in in, uh, in in some of the books they describe that he he did not rule the galaxy himself. Um, he had a ruling party, uh, which with that blue dude I can't remember his name. Uh, I want to say Amadeus Cho, but that is not right. That's a Marvel character. It was Hulk, <laughs> um, but it's it's something with an A. I can't remember his name. He was he was on the council of one of the you know speakers basically well, in just... the Senate. Blue dude, um, let's just get you know this. What I mean. Blue you know dude, what I'm talking about. I have no idea. Yeah, you do. <clears throat> he's yeah. The he's, tentacle thing is really yeah. Big. He stands right next to him. He always talks talks for the senators and and uh, man, looking, fact checking, Mas Amadea, Mas Amadea. He's vice chair, Mas Amadea. Um. I don't remember what I was saying about him, but now we know his name. That he was uh, part of the um, ruling party. Ruling yeah, class. so Palpatine didn't do ruling himself. He didn't. He didn't. You know, oversee everything the day to day. He had a a group of people that did that. <laughs> and but <laughs> most of his time was spent in his chambers um, on Coruscant. In the Sith Temple of old, that was underground, meditating and trying to connect with the dark side of the Force and trying to bend it to his will. So most of his time was spent meditating and, assumedly, trying to learn and figure out how to live forever. I mean, that when he brought that up, I don't think that was just to entice Anakin. I think that was honestly one of the things he wanted to know. And then when Luke comes around, the son of Anakin. Knowing that, oh, I have a younger version and maybe even a more powerful version of who Anakin was. He's not machine. He's fully human, except for his arm. Um, So now I'm going to try to turn him, and I will have him replace Vader, and he will be my new apprentice, and and I will just extend my reach. And obviously when that didn't work, uh, Anakin, the little bit of good that was still left to him, um, turned and killed the Emperor and everyone lived happily ever after. But his story doesn't end, The Return of the Jedi. If you read the new comics, the canon comics. Correct? That What do you mean? The Emperor. He uh, set up that Operation Cinder. Right? I don't remember, I guess. Operation Cinder was like a... And I'm not... To transfer his consciousness... No, I don't know what that is. These are the new comics. They're like uh, he has that instructions, base. He, right? Instructions to some of the um, higher you know, admirals and things. Right after he to to go to this base. He had a secret base. Remember, he's keeping these 
forest yeah, trees no, there, the two forest yep, trees. Yep, now that you're saying um, So he had a contingency plan, um, and that's in the comic books. And maybe on searching the archives uh, when we do that um, next week, maybe. Maybe we could dive into that. Just yeah, that's a good idea. But a good idea. so it's interesting, though. You know, a lot of people don't know that that he his story doesn't end. Although he died uh, in Return of the Jedi, he, he had plans for he when, had plans if that were to happen. Right. So um, he still plays heavily, at least in the comic books. Um, I don't think we'll ever see him again in the films, obviously. But I don't think they're gonna do a Darth Maul with him. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. At least um, Darth Maul shows up in the animation, but not in the films either. But right. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. So he is a very interesting character. Obviously, the main the bad guy, right? For for all the movies that we've seen besides Episode Seven, um, and he's he's very political, very interesting, and it would be cool if you read Lords of the Sith, which is a, a canon book. Um, it takes place. I want to say between empire and jedi but i don't remember for sure but uh, vader and palpatine crash land on a planet and you you get to read and thereby with your imagination see palpatine in action wielding a lightsaber and the force and the dark side lightning and everything full bore because it's just him and vader uh with some you know creatures that live on this planet trying to kill them and he just goes nuts and it's kind of cool to see that side of him that you don't see anywhere else yeah. Other than now, now, now. Yeah. Well, you see it in, uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah. Probably is the a most, little. obviously. But, uh, you know, that's why, you know, one of the things that you can say was good about the prequels is you got to see the Emperor's, you know, rise to power and mm-hmm. how he, uh, you know, his mind, he has a great mind, how he was able to manipulate everybody. Um, he's a master manipulator. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really too. good, you know, as they did, they did, they treated that character very well. Um, so. Right. And I good. just love, I just love how he like totally messes with the Jedi. Like if you watch his whole, po- he's a master politician. Them totally. Is, and you totally see him pitting Anakin against the Jedi and he just knows what to say and how to pull the cards. Yep. My only question about Palpatine is how the Jedi did not pick up on him. You know, being a for a strong, force sensitive being, very young. Was it because of his high wealth? Good question. Um, or was it something else? Maybe, maybe Plagueis found him at a young age and kind of hid him away from the Jedi. But it's just interesting to me how somebody so powerful was hidden away. Um, yeah, because they they have the a a program to find kids like that. Right. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point. You know, somebody in a prominent. You know, in a prominent world as Naboo, yeah, you know, in right. such a prominent family, it's hard to see why the Jedi didn't pick up on him. So, yeah, yeah. they're lost, literally. <laughs> <laughs> they literally died because of it. Right. Very interesting. Interesting. This should be interesting. Interesting indeed. I have my interesting indeed. My interesting uh, facts about diff- just different things from behind the scenes, the different facts about the filming and uh, throughout the production of Star Wars, just different Easter eggs and maybe some thoughts and uh, some Easter eggs that you don't normally see or maybe hear about. So, number one, I have here some interesting, an interesting fact here: uh, the bounty hunter droid IG88, which I probably probably the only person who knows about this droid and what their name actually was is probably 
Chad's son. Um, but um, the uh, that droid is that tall, skinny droid, that kind of pointy droid um, in the lineup of Bounty Hunters commissioned uh, by Darth Vader to hunt um, Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon down um, mm-hmm. in Empire Strikes Back. It was actually built from a recycled film prop. His head is actually the drink dispenser from the, in the cantina scene in A New Hope. Yeah, that's so, cool. That's one thing I love about Star Wars is they always reuse props for other characters, and characters just kind of um, are kind of a variation of other props and different things uh, throughout the movies. Even with Rey using her goggles, or actually old stormtrooper goggles, um, you know that she uses, and it's just kind of cool how these characters just kind of scavenge around and find little objects to form what uh, kind of their own unique uh, take on it. Yeah, that is cool. Um, number two, uh, a few here have uh, a few things to do with Anakin, especially what we were talking about with Emperor Palpatine and Anakin. But I don't know if you guys remember that that shot, the top-down shot um, from Revenge of the Sith where it shows Anakin's body, um, his severely burned body uh, laying there on the bed waiting for the them to attach the prosthetic um, limbs um, mm-hmm. and around him um, there's actually a light pattern on the floor that actually if you pause it right when it's showing over him makes out the symbol of the Galactic Empire so next yeah. time you're watching Revenge of the Sith and you want to see a little easter egg for the Galactic Empire just pause it on that scene and you'll see the Galactic Empire right there on the floor cool so Number three, interesting fact, Anakin meets six of the nine diagnostic uh, criteria for borderline personality disorders. <laughs> so and he's, he's your not favorite. dark, folks. He's just mentally ill. <laughs> Complicated. Uh, just a few of them to list here of, you know, just to think how crazy this man was. <laughs> um, few impulsive and anger issues. Uh, mm, issues. Mm. Um, you know, how many times have you could think of Anakin losing his temper just a little bit, getting a little mm. sassy with Obi-Wan and, and losing his temper now and then. Um, number two was, um, Chad, you helped me with this word before, um, but kind of his out-of-body experiences, those blackout moments of not doing his actions and not really thinking, uh, his rage taking over and him kind of... Uh, letting himself act kind of crazy and be away from a situation. Uh, the first I can think of uh, massacring uh, men, women, and children in an entire village and Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones. Um, number two would be massacring again more children in the Jedi Temple. And the last thing, seeing Obi-Wan get off his wife's ship and immediately force choking his own wife. Right. Um, are kind of those. That's uh, the first response. Right. Makes sense. So, um, a couple other issues is his abandonment issues with obviously losing his mother and then him going crazy over losing his wife, um, is some abandonment issues. And then last but not least, we have identity issues. Hmm. So is he Anakin Skywalker? Is he, um, is he Darth Vader? Who knows? So he has a little bit of identity issues. So. He's not cra- he's not dark people, he's just crazy. So um <laughs> uh just to take a look in there and Anakin Skywalker's crazy mind. 
Um, speaking of Anakin Skywalker, could you guess, Brian, um, since you're the one falling asleep over there, um, speaking about disorders, speaking of mental disorder, Brian, can you answer this question here? Um, is, how many characters, can you just take a guess and, and see how many characters you think has played Anakin Skywalker throughout the entire saga, including the Clone Wars and Rebels? How many actors? Is that what you're saying? How many actors? Yeah, how many actors has played has played Anakin Skywalker? Uh, let's see. So um, now, are we talking about people that actually spoke? Yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> like, spoke though, uh, and and it made it to the film. Spoke, and then obviously, in one case, anybody who acted in the Darth Vader suit. All right. I'm going to say, all right, so I'm going to go uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. And we're talking about animation, too? Yes. Six, seven. I'm going to go seven. All right, Chad, do you want to take a guess? Well, one. Oh, wait, eight. Eight. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I forgot about uh, Phantom Menace. Okay. Chat. Sure. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, six. I say six. Okay. Um, and the answer is. Cue that drum roll. The answer is six. Chad is correct. Boom, Brian. Now, Brian, suck it. I don't know where you got Chad. Can you name me all the ones that you were thinking of to see if I have yeah, them okay. match up with my list? Let's see this now. The little kid. Okay, what's his name? Lloyd. One. Jake Lloyd. Crazy, crazy. Who, by the way, interestingly kid. enough, was just recently um, reported that he is uh, has multiple personalities. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a little sad. Off the deep end. Sad what happened to him, but uh, but anyway, go ahead. So yeah, him, and then Hayden Christian. Okay. That's two. Then uh, Dave Prowse, which who's in the yeah. Darth Vader suit okay. for most of the movies. Yep, yep. And then I figured, what? Yeah, I've seen yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then I figured there's probably one other guy that did some uh, some stuff in the Darth Vader suit that I don't know the name of. The guy from uh, the the main cartoon series, The Clone Wars. And then there's one other voice that did another short. Uh, cartoon series that was like two or three movies long as well. We forgot about uh, the big one. What, the James actual Jones? Yeah. James Earl Jones. Yeah. So then that would be seven. Right. Uh, you, yeah, your stunt doubles do not count. I am sorry. So, okay, so Dave, Pro, Dave no, Prowse like... would not count. No, he does count because he, well, he, he was spoke. the one who acted in the stunt. Oh, so the other stunt double, I gotcha. I gotcha. Right. I, and I think that's where I, I was adding in what I thought would be a proper amount of stunt doubles. I feel like I feel like this was not ruled out properly. I feel like I won and you lost. So uh, okay, and here and you guys missed. You forgot one, the biggest one. one for... The biggest one that I mean, he I makes, said the right number. He makes Brian. the character. I said the right number. And Brian, who is he missing? He already said it. James Earl Jones. No, you're he missing was. one now, person. You, now. you both are missing one person, and that is a gentleman by the name of Sebastian Shaw. And he plays he plays old Anakin Skywalker underneath the, the helmet in Return Unmasked. of the Jedi. 
And he also played the Force Ghost up until the 2004 DVD special edition. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it, so, how, so, it's so technically, they they claim that it's like six different actors <laughs> that play. So, the Chad was. Oh, he said six. He said, he said six, six. He just didn't have the but correct. Six. I wonder if they're not counting the. I don't think this is correct. I don't know if they're counting all the the cartoons then, because there was there yeah. was more than one person that voiced Anakin for the animated shows. Did they yeah. switch? I think well, they, they did. They switch, did a separate. They? they did like a movie. Oh like yeah. Like the the Clone Wars is one, the same guy in Rebels, but then there's also a separate animated, like it's much shorter, um, series that they did. That's completely different art style and everything. That was a different voice yeah. actor. How about it? Okay, and then our <laughs> final interesting fact of the day: you can see the ET alien, ET alien yeah, species in the uh, in the Senate delegation scene in episode yep. one. Yep. You can't unsee it once you see it either. No, you always you like see it every look time. there every time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chad, don't you have a great ET impression? ET phone home. That's great. Spot on. Spot on. Jinx. <laughs> All right, well, good deal. We're going to roll, uh, continue rolling with B-Nob into the question of the day. I'm all, right, all nervous question about of this. The day. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be a little bit here. Um, Got a bad feeling. I have a friend this. of mine who well, brought friends? me on. I have a friend of mine. Yes, I have friends, <laughs> folks out there, um, uh, other than Brian and Chad. Um, but I have I had a friend who kind of turned me on to this test that he referred to as called the Ninja Turtle test. Um, okay. The Ninja Turtle test is finding out somebody's personality um, oh, yeah. just by um, asking them who are their f- top two favorite Ninja Turtles. What does that do with Star Wars? I'm getting there. So before we take the Star <laughs> Wars personality test, I would love for you guys to take the Ninja Turtle test. Chad... Being a man growing up in the '80s, can you tell me your yeah. your top two favorite Ninja Turtles? Your top number one favorite, and then your number two. Donnie's number one, and Leo's number two. Okay, always was. Okay, I, Mikey's funny, but Donnie's the best. Yeah, Donatello is number one. Yeah, and Leonardo. And Leonardo is number two. Correct. Yep. Okay, Brian, can you reveal your two favorite Ninja Turtles? He's he's trying to reverse engineer this. Question. I already I, I think I already know how this works, and uh, so I may uh, it may not be fair to ask me. Gut so gut feeling. It. Just do just it. Just tell the truth. Just right, say just what your favorite ones truth. are. Just tell us Who cares what the answers? Uh, the right, just tell us right, the truth. Leonardo. Le- All right, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. That's serious. Leonardo. Okay. Uh, and uh, Raphael. Okay. Here's how the test goes, Chad. You ready? Mm-hmm. The first person that you chose is what you want to be. Mm. And the second person you chose is who you actually are. Interesting. So in your case, you want You're to be the uber nerd. You are a huge nerd. Oh, wait. <laughs> but you really are deep down. You are the well, rock solid leader. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Ryan, on the other hand... Leader of the podcast wants to be the leader, but deep down he is just the angry, attitude-filled <laughs> rebel. That yep, that's Brian. Look at this hat. So mad. So, in terms of Star Wars, can you name me, Brian? If you can name me your top favorite Star Wars character, 
And then your second favorite. Uh, Luke Skywalker. And second would be... Um, I had to kind of think of a second. I'd say Obi-Wan. Right, so you really... Oh, see. And then Chad, what are yours? Well, my I guess my first one is Luke, as was one of the questions, first questions I was asked on the podcast. And then secondly, honestly, now... It's probably Ray. You want to be a girl? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really work the same way, but it's interesting yeah. to see. No, um, I think it does. There's more than four to, and more than four people, and the, there are a lot more uh, personalities. Personalities, you right? Know. Uh, but Chad, if you could be anybody in the Star Wars universe, who would you be? Mm. Oh man, Chewbacca. Oh, that's a great one. And Brian, who would you be? Um, I want to say Luke Skywalker, but the way he looked in Episode Seven at the end—I mean, disheveled. Yeah, that'd be an upgrade for you. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, I would—I would still say Luke Skywalker. But Can you? Mean you you guys, we really need to ask you, but okay. Would you guys? Would you guys want to take a guess of who I'm going to say? I would guess Anakin, but um, you're maybe actually that's too easy. You are actually wrong. I'm gonna okay. say. Let me guess. Um, I will say. Uh, Obi Wan. The answer is Emperor Palpatine. Oh my the ultimate gosh. evil. Not just not just the evil angry kid, but the the mastermind evil guy. Right. right. I would be But you know, I'd want to be someone that has force power, so Chewbacca is cool, but man, he's force. We got that bowcaster though. Got right. All right. No, take a shower. And then for my final question of the day. Brian What character would you choose for Chad? <laughs> that that he reminds me of or something? Yeah, what character would you... What character... When you think of Chad, what Star Wars character do you think of? Why, why are you laughing already? I feel like he just thought of this question, so he, he has like a zinger for me is what it is. <laughs> um, for Chad, I would say... I'll go with Chewbacca. You know, you're tall. You're mm-hmm. uh, kind of furry, you know? Okay. Yeah, no. You're not wrong. Uh, you make a He's lot of loyal. guttural noises. <laughs> He's loyal. He's loyal. Yeah. Like, like a good dog. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to choose for Chad, not Chewbacca, but I am going to choose for Chad the great Qui-Gon Jinn. Hmm. Yeah, you die. <laughs> I get stabbed in the stomach. Okay. Qui-Gon's cool. I like Qui-Gon. Okay, John. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, Chad. <laughs> uh, Brian. Brian is R2-D2. Okay. He's, 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 he's my little guy that's... Uh, he's always there when I need him. He can plug his little thing into the computer all the time. Excuse me? <laughs> Give me all the information I need. If I need to know something on Google, I just ask Brian. He's my little R2-D2. Plug his little thing into the computer. <laughs> uh for you b knob it's seeing as 
my knowledge of you is through this podcast, really. I don't really know you much outside of it. And as much as you've touted the dark side, it's hard to see you as anybody else than the young Anakin Skywalker. Oh, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Touch my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, Brian? For you? B-Nob. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for you, I see, um, I don't know the name of the droid, but it's the, uh, it's in Revenge of the Sith, or I'm sorry, Return of the Jedi, when, uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO are getting their assignments from Jabba, and it's that droid that's giving the assignments, (laughs) and he's like, he's like, yeah, that one, and he's like, you'll soon learn the ways of the dark side, or something, or what's he say, you'll soon learn the, what's he say, Chad? Something about respecting yeah, the master. Why do you pick that? Because that guy's just a little jerk, man. And it's like <laughs> he's evil. He's just like pure evil. He's torturing like other droids. Yeah. You know, he's just like reveling that position, and uh, he has no emotion. It's just like pure wow. programmed to evil. Woo. <laughs> You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. Um, okay, B-Nav, what about you for Brian? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I know that we couldn't post this. Me, me and Chad had to sign a confidentiality uh, agreement for this photo that, that Chad <laughs> recently <laughs> took on the podcast. <laughs> But uh, um, uh, be, but because of the amount of um, real estate underneath Brian's uh, first chin, um, especially during the podcast, I'm going to go with Boss Nass. I'm still a leader. <laughs> Wanna be leader. Oh, uh, sure, you get to lead uh, the Gungans. There you go. Uh, the light. <laughs> uh, the king of the morons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right. Well, good. I think that uh, unless you guys got something else, I think that uh, I'm about to uh, wrap up episode 12 of Star Wars Rant Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, follow us on Facebook. Uh, like our page, um, Star Wars Ramp Podcast page on Facebook. And uh, we'll post. There's two new um, Rogue One posters that came out, um, international posters. I'll have those up on the Facebook. Um, we'll post uh, the Battlefront uh, trailer up there. And uh, we'll post some other things from time to time. Follow us on Twitter at Star Wars Rant on uh twitter and then um we have a voicemail you can give us a call leave us a message um send us some hate mail via voicemail whatever just call the number 402-327-1138 um leave us a message we'll play it on the podcast and um that'll wrap up this episode Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Bye. May the force be with you.